was a time of revelry, and she was scandalous. It was a time of violence, and she was lawless. It was a time of passion. I've never yet deceived my husband. And she was the mistress of deceit. This is the lusty, bawdy, epic story of England's most legendary robber, the Wicked Lady. I'd make a dangerous enemy. You make a dangerous partner. Someone's following us! We'll outdistance him! Not with this damn gold, we won't. Think of the excitement, the danger. Danger! Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and today we're back with another exciting edition of the Cannon Cruisers. That's right, we are. Somehow, uh, it Somehow. keeps on going uh, mm. as we dig into the 1983 classic Faye Dunaway film, The Wicked Lady. Directed by Michael Winner. Yes, who co-wrote the script alongside Leslie Arliss. Mm-hmm. And a couple of others. Though it is a remake of an earlier film. Of a 1940s film that Michael Winner had fallen in love with and went, what if there were more boobs in this? Which is a whole thing to eventually talk about. But we should first start with, what is the movie actually about? Yes, J.D., what is it about? Well, you have the book, Randy, so why don't you tell us? What oh, the- I guess I'll just read read off of uh, Trunick's uh, trailer voiceover here. He goes, mm-hmm. it was a time of revelry. And she was scandalous. It was a time of violence. And she was lawless. It was a time of passion. And she was the mistress of deceit. Mm -hmm. The Wicked Lady. So the movie is a bit difficult to describe in a short-term way. Except to say it's a period piece about a woman who is in love with somebody but marries the wrong person. And ends up sliding down a pit of... Sin and wickedness until she eventually gets her comeuppance in the end. Yeah, in an ironic sort of twist sort of way. Yeah. So it's in a it's a sort of like old style cautionary tale, and it definitely does feel like a nineteen forties style movie with the plot it has. Basically, she uh, Faye Dunaway's character just does not. She she gets what she wants, which was mm-hmm. she wanted to have a rich, powerful man, but that's not who she actually wanted because she immediately meets mm-hmm. somebody else who's more handsome. Uh, On the wedding, and she steals it, steals her from, steals him from her cousin. Mm-hmm. And this movie is they tried it, they try, they want it to be this serious, dra- serious drama, but instead it's a soap opera with lots and lots of raunchy sex comedy boobs. I actually don't think there is that much of No, only in the first uh, 20 minutes of the film. And then they go, yes, we're a serious period piece now. We've had our little orgy scene upstairs. We've had it's our... It's kind of bizarre when you look at it that way because the movie starts like that. The very first shot is literally two peasants having sex in a barn. And... On hay. And, and then the farmer's wife chasing the mistress away yeah. while she runs around naked in the when, city. When the lady, when the, lady, when the, uh, the title screen comes up on that and like there's all jovial music and all that. So you figure, oh, okay, I know what type of movie this is going to be because, you know, not very uncommon at the time. 
And then at the wedding ceremony, the same thing. They would open random doors, and again, they're having random people having sex, and you see the boobs and all that. And it kept going between this this absurd tone of, as as we put it, the raunchy sex comedy, and then straight back into period drama. Though in this case, there was mostly all of that sort of stuff, including like double entendres and people yeah, laughing, having like a good very time. witty, very. And then all of a sudden, right after that, it just sort of isn't that anymore for a long time it just becomes this sort of period piece about this woman who has no idea what she needs but knows what she wants and will do anything to get it and then when she's bored she pretends to be a highway highwayman mm-hmm. and and she gets worse and she worse. likes it and she gets worse and worse and ends up by the end of the movie killing at least three people yeah, and she including up, a former lover, <laughs> and she ends up getting killed by the one she wanted to be her lover. In the ironic twist of them coming back to tell with her husband to tell her that they're getting a divorce so that she can be with the man that she loves and he can mm-hmm. be with the woman that he loves. Yeah, it's um, it's quite something. The weirdest part about the movie is that I'm almost certain somehow I've seen this story before because it's based on a book which is based on a folklore legend. But the things about the movie that kind of stick out in a weird way is the stuff clearly he added in. And I say clearly he added in because there's... We, we talked about um, the, the woman he... Uh, or I should say the guy she wanted to end up with. And there's a part where she, her friend... It's her cousin. Cousin ends up meeting him... And then they end up having a graphic sex scene. Not but, that graphic. It's a softcore R-rated but, sex scene. Well, in the context of this movie, it is because there isn't really that many of them. But, it's just that it's a really long, drawn-out sex scene. But Dear the, Lord. But the weird part about the scene is that you later turn out like, oh, we were just faking it. We were never actually in love. And then it's, and then you're just thinking, then why did they have sex? Because they're friends with benefits. But that's not ever really discussed or pointed out. It just feels like it's added in there because he wanted that to be there. Yeah. So it doesn't... As that was not their relationship. They were faking it. So if they're faking it and nobody even knows they were doing that, it just feels weird. And, yeah, honestly, uh, I read that more thing. of it being her cousin's uh, way of kind of getting back with her because she she stole the man that she loved and slept with him. So she's going to steal the man that he she loves and but have never, sex with him. That never comes up. That's never really mentioned, and it's just kind of a thing that happens, and it's, it never brought up again. So I never said that was a good read on it, but that's that's a read you can take it, away from you, that scene. You probably could, but... And then there's the other part with um, the, guy, the guy she ends up... You know, the highwayman she ends up going away with, who she tries to end up getting killed, and then he escapes and ends up raping her. In revenge and then he comes back to her again and then she kills him which also feels very superfluous a lot of that that feels very up. michael winner that could have been wrapped up a lot uh cleaner you can't spell michael winner without rape which is which is my uh general impression of the movie is that i like the general story of it but it feels like a lot of the stuff that's added on top of it is unnecessary and drags it out a little too much so you're 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 kind of like agreeing with the back of my brain that says that there's a better movie here that they didn't really do yeah there's good like there's a good parts but we'll get to that in a little bit but he's talking about the boobs i'm just talking about generally it's 
a bit of, of a confused movie, and the stuff that's added in doesn't really add to it. Like, the boobs thing would have been fine if they were going for more of one of those sorts of, you know, raunchy 80s sort of comedies or whatever, but it's not really there. Because if you ever saw the poster for it... Which is not even in the that movie. That looks like a raunchy sex comedy. Yeah, and that never happens in the movie. Ever. She she is dressed like that, but she's not dressed so femininely. And uh, no, like, like this to describe the picture, you have her dressed all in black in a tight-fitting outfit with a huge belt buckle, huge cleavage... Holding a whip while two scantily clad men are gripping her her uh, booted legs. Well, let me tell you one thing about that that's off is that her her outfit is deliberately not tight-fitting is because she's trying to pretend to be a man, especially at the beginning. She doesn't ever use a whip when she's like that. Nope. And the only person she rides with is somebody who's dressed very much like her, so it, it's very off. And so, including the tone of the poster, because it looks like, you know, this is kind of comedic. Not really. Like, that one looks better? Yeah, that looks more Like, the accurate. Spanish one? That looks more accurate to the movie. So, like, the, the film itself, like, generally just kind of feels like what it is, which is an older story, but he said, I want to add this stuff to it. And the stuff he wanted to add to it does not feel like it fits the movie. No, it does not. Because I, as I even said, like, you could edit this film even now and cut those scenes out, and it wouldn't really change anything because they, and, and, and you'd have a really you'd have a tight eighty minute okay film. Like you can still you can still edit those scenes out because they're just they're they're not really there to advance anything. They're just either there to stretch things out or to add you know more uh, sauce to add people in the to uh, buy the VHS or whatever. I mean the. T- the b- there's an infamous whipping scene, and because of that, the tagline of this mm-hmm. movie in the States was, she's wild, she's wicked, and she really knows how to whip up a good time. Mm-hmm. Like that one, though, uh, the whipping scene, it's an infamous scene, but, you know... It kind of goes on forever. <laughs> it, it goes on a bit too long, but uh, in the context of the story, it's not bad. It's, it works. It's not as superfluous as a lot of the other ones are when it comes to the sort of nudity in it. It, it kind of works, even though it obviously is what it is. And but you could have cut it out, and it would have had no effect on the movie, other no. than that it was a distraction to get the highwaymen off of a uh, getting hanged. Yeah, you could have cut that scene down and had the same effect, really. But that's kind of the the the, po- the general impression I had of the movie is that uh, the story is not exactly what he wanted to focus on in this one. He wanted to add things to the story that he wanted. More than which is funny ends. because when you read about the movie, you realize that Michael Winner has a lot of respect and love for the original 1940s one, yeah. and that's why he wanted to bring it to a more quote unquote modern audience mm-hmm. to the point where the script is even verbatim what the original script was, and it's just his additions to it, yeah. which is why it's credited the script in part to the original writer who also wrote the book that the script was based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we might as well just uh, well, why don't why don't we just start with the the lesser aspects of it? Like like I said, the the biggest issue with the movie is that the additional content weighs it down in a way it shouldn't. The movie is almost an hour and forty minutes, and it could easily have about fifteen minutes or so trimmed out. Not just like like we said, the unnecessary stuff that's just there to you know 
because it was the 80s, so you need to draw people into the theater. Yeah, it's not even a porn with plot. It's no, literally just... No, there is a plot. There's, there's it, a it's, it's a movie that just so happens to have more nudity than than is the average yeah. for the... It's for just it. also that there's like scenes that go on a bit too long that don't need to go on as long as they do, and some of his additional scenes as well have the same aspect. Like I talked about the whole uh, rape thing that happened earlier in there. That whole scene... Could have been doubled up later when she actually does kill him. Could have been the same scene. Yeah, so exactly. There's 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 things like that. You could have done some nice flashbacks, cutaways mm-hmm. to it. No, it's just like, oh, she's suddenly become uh, Bronson from Death Wish. Mm-hmm. That, that to me would be the, the biggest negative of the movie is the additional parts don't actually add anything to the story. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, it it, it adds nothing, kind of like in the booby comedies, that it adds nothing. Mm. And the worst part is, is the additions aren't even that titillating. No, not really. It's just like, oh, hey, look, breasts, okay. Yeah, and like I said, they're just kind of there, too. It's not like, it's not even like it's a sex scene, aside from the one I was talking about Yeah, before. except for that one protracted sex scene more. It's like, oh, hey, surprise, boobies. And it's like, okay, ha, ha, ha. That's the light and the, the mood that was just going mm-hmm. on because you weren't expecting to suddenly see that. Which, as I said, is also jarring because most of the movie doesn't really have that tone. It's mostly just at the beginning and then it kind of disappears. So Yeah, it, it borders on camp because you have like all mm-hmm. these big name British actors yeah. acting the acting out of it. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that was quite the phrase to say. Yeah. Um, they did a good but job doing that. they were doing it seriously yeah, yeah. when what the film probably demanded is more of a broad, melodramatic take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, though you do get some really nice hats on <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, overall, like I said, it's kind of the identity crisis of the movie. But on the flip side of it is... You can tell that the core story is actually a pretty good story. There's a lot of stakes in it. There's a lot of characters who have good motivations that go back and forth. Um, the acting as well is pretty well done. Uh, no, I, I kind of glean more that it's okay. I thought there were some pretty good characters. Like the the guy she ended up killing. He did a really good job. Um and the, the rogue guy was fun because that's the kind of character he is. So, like, there's some good stuff in that aspect of the movie. Like, you can tell there is a good story here with that had uh, a lot of good me- uh, meaning and good themes from the original writer, whoever that might have been, the original story is based on. And it would have been nice to focus more on that stuff instead of trying to wander off and add a bit more spice to it i guess for lack of a better term or if you were aiming to be so spicy lean into it whole hog and go with that mm-hmm. tone you had at the movie beginning which was almost farcical well, almost almost like a satire of yeah. the original story almost yeah exactly lean into that mm-hmm. with, and not just be yeah like i said it's a bit of an identity crisis that uh that takes away from it but like i said the actual core original idea is very well done and there isn't really anything like production-wise, that's awful about the movie. Like, the sets are good, the the wardrobe's fine, um, the locations are good, there's some uh, well-shot horse chases. Oh, right, so. and that's actually one of the reasons why he felt, mm-hmm. like, even as a kid, that the movie deserved a remake more for more mo- audi- mo- modern audiences, was that mm-hmm. in the original 1940s one, you could clearly tell that they were sets. 
yeah. So it's like that it was shot in a studio on a lot, and, mm-hmm. and that he wanted it to be more natural and real. Well, that did work, because it did feel like that. There was a lot of good scenery in the movie. Like I said, it's not exactly like a badly directed film overall. It's just... It was confidently directed. It's just the, the things they added to it is what took away from the overall aspect of it. It could have been stronger than it was. Even now, I think if you edit it, it would be better. Like, it's, it's not, you wouldn't even have to change that much, and it would be better overall to watch. It's just as it is, it just feels a bit too overstuffed, and it's not even that long of a movie. Yeah, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's stuff in there that just probably shouldn't be in there. So, is there any other stuff uh, about this one? Because I think you mentioned there's a little bit of... Uh... Yeah, it's really not a lot. It's just, it's... it's Michael Winter is difficult to work with. Well, we know Faye that. Dunaway is difficult to work with. We know that too. Um, a lot of the drama behind the scenes mm-hmm. was just kind of like them trying to get it rated not X to the point where Winner actually have been that hard. Act, which Winner actually manipulated some of his friends to write in letters mm-hmm. without, and, and may have shown them a edited version of it to say that I would even show this to my twelve year old ch- child. Well, and you it's probably like, could have it, if you cut a lot of that stuff out, so that it would get the R mm-hmm. uh, rating uh, because the, their big fight was over the whipping scene. Yeah, like like I said, there's nothing really aside from the plentiful boobs which as i said are just kind of superfluous to the purposes of the story there isn't a whole lot about this that's really objectionable ob- it's nothing just... out there really it's it's just kind of it feels like a 1940s movie filmed in the 1980s that's which is the general idea of what the movie is supposed to be it's just the additions to it it's kind of like uh when we talked about psycho 2 which was a, a good movie but, like, the kills and several of the effects are so 1980s that it kind of jars me when I watch it because the rest of it is very much in the style of the original. And it it's surprisingly how close they get to the original feel. But then you get to the kills and you're like, oh, right, this is a 1980s movie. And it just, you know, it's... it's a little over the top, It's yeah. not in the same, you know, tone as they're going for in the original. So, and it's the same here. It kind of throws you off a little bit. Uh, the, though the difference here would probably be that uh, it's not even. Like, in that, it's just like the kills. In this one, it's, well, the beginning is kind of spicy. And then later on, here's random boobs. Here's a serious scene. Here's a random rape sequence that isn't really needed because it... Once again, it is Michael Winner and he you know. does fit in rape as much as possible in his <laughs> films. Yeah. So I just want to be clear that for both of us, our low point of the movie is mm. that it's tonal tonal yeah. whiplash of the film yeah and that we the highlight of the film is i like the story the story is is totally serviceable story for what works. it is the story works like i said overall like the whole uh, relationship between the main character and the people around her and how she ends up uh looking out for herself and end up destroying everybody else it makes perfect sense and the, the way the ending works is very strong as well is it, it's just like the pieces around it do not contribute to helping emphasize those parts, which is the problem. So mm-hmm. with that said, mm-hmm. how would you rate The Wicked Lady? The Wicked Lady from 1983. Directed by Michael Winner, starring <laughs> Faye Dunaway. How would you rate it on a scale of one to five? I think I'd give it a three. It's a good movie. Not a great movie. It could have been, actually, but... 
the problem is the things that hold it back just like make it okay it's fun fun to watch i enjoyed it but yeah i i think i'm gonna agree with you here it's like it's a totally totally watchable movie it's not a great film i think that's the problem i have with um, the movie is that it's it, not a terrible film is that there's nothing about it that makes like really bad or anything it's just like if you would have done this little thing, it would have been like you know that much better. It's totally so. serviceable. It was it's that. It, it was it was a fine Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And and I will admit that I spent a lot of the time like researching it mm-hmm. uh, with Trumanick's book and online and just to get some I ideas. Will say, though but it's not boring. It, dis- yeah. Despite the fact that like the story doesn't have the you know high octane action or anything like that. Like there's always something going on. There's always a. Uh, a character doing something. I, I will give the, mm-hmm. a word of advice to people that are watching this film. Mm-hmm. That that if you choose to watch this film, that this is the advice that I got. <laughs> Go into this movie with no expectations. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's going to be a bad film. Don't think it's going to be a good film. But it's kind don't, of don't even base don't 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 even base it on how we mm-hmm. came and said yeah it's totally fine. Go in there with low or no expectations, and you'll. Not be pleasantly surprised, but you'll be whelmed. Well, because you look at the the poster and the, what people say about it, you're going to expect a very specific thing. And we actually expected that. Yeah, it's not as bad as I was mm-hmm. expecting, but because I had that mindset of, of, you know what, don't. Well, that's a part of it, too, is we might as well explain that, is we don't usually cover those types of movies. And then one of the reasons we didn't cover this one is because we thought it was one of those types yeah, of movies. Yeah, we thought this was was borderline Skinamax, which it really isn't. And the reason we don't cover those types of movies is because we don't really have a lot to say about it. There's, like, we, even in this one a couple of times, when I said, like, that scene is this there to, you know, add boobs, both for ratings and titillation, but it's like... And it wasn't you, really titillating. You can't really talk about that in very interesting detail about like you know what they did to achieve that or why that was there you know why it's there it's there's not a whole lot to say that's one of the reasons why it took a while to talk about this one also it wasn't easily available and then suddenly it appeared on tubi yeah but despite that it's not really that type of movie thankfully so at least we had enough to talk about and uh, i'm glad we actually did get around and watch it so there's that at the very least also fun fact i continuously Mm -hmm. uh, confused faye dunaway with bo derrick (laughs) For, for like the first like half an hour of this movie. And uh, you you might see why in the, the next episode or so. Uh, yeah, so that's all we got for this one, everybody. We'll see you next time when we continue our cruise of this canon catalog. Somehow. Yep, somehow. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>